Welcome back to The Lively Pod with your host, Lauren Lane, a podcast dedicated to all things health and wellness to help you live your liveliest life. We talk nutrition, relationships, mental health, career goals, and more. Welcome back to our Wellness Wednesday episodes. Today, as you can tell by the title, I am giving all of our marriage advice and how Will and I are starting our marriage off strong and on a healthy note. We're going to go over the wedding and details all at the end, so if you are here for that, stay tuned. But... In season three of The Lively Pod, I wanted to start off with some little segments to get us started in each episode rather than diving straight in. So I'm going to start off with living my lively life moments of the week. So to show you how I show up for myself and nurture a fulfilling and lively life, I want to share with you lively life moments from the week and what I'm doing to show up as my very best self. So right now I talk a lot about priorities in life. So right now my top priorities are career and family and health. So we're diving headfirst into launching my health coaching business. And when you guys watch this episode, I will be accepting health coaching clients through my website. So definitely go check that out and sign up for your free health consult on my website today at lettusbelively.com. All podcast listeners get a discount for one-on-one coaching using the code podcast to get $50 off your four-week session. So to kind of honor my career being a top priority, that is how I'm showing up. I'm really diving into this launch and going all around Charlottesville to promote my business all online um, through my Instagram just to really launch and be in a healthy place for my career. Um, For my family, it's also a really big one right now. Will and I are just now establishing what a healthy marriage looks like for us and our future together as a married couple. So we're still thriving in the honeymoon phase together, but we want to do our best to set ourselves up to continue this honeymoon bliss with intentional dates, conversation, and compromises, which we'll dive into today's episode. Also, I told you all my priority was health, obviously, health coach here, but it's truly a top priority for me right now after coming off of my honeymoon and moving and wedding and everything. um, My health really needs to circle back and become more of a focus. So I'm dialing in my nutrition and getting back to yoga and the gym and finding healthy routines with my new workflow. So these are kind of the areas that I am really prioritizing right now and how I'm showing up for myself by doing those things. The other segment that I wanted to start off in season three is called The Thorn and the Berries. And this is an homage to my last name, Thornberry, that is no longer. I'm now Elaine. But I think it's really powerful what this has kind of taught me is we've done it in my family before. And it's also something that I've been kind of doing in journals for years. But it's where I write down one thorn from the day and three berries. So it's one bad thing and three good things that have happened in the week, in the day, in the month, however you want to do it. But this is, I think, a really powerful segment of the podcast to help bring life into full focus while emphasizing the importance of gratitude and changing your mindset to think more positively. With only giving you one thorn from a week, we can bring life down to a realistic level, showing you that it's not all a highlight reel. 
but we can also bring in three berries, which allows a greater appreciation for the gratitude moments from the week. So with that all said, my thorn from the week is that I was getting back into running and I tweaked my right glute. So I've been having to balance wanting to push myself in the gym, getting back into that habit, while also giving my muscles the proper time to recover and warm up to prevent further injury. My three berries, however, are launching my health coaching business, date nights with Will to celebrate med school starting back up, and let us be lively success and getting my first couple clients, and then also getting back to teaching in the yoga studio at Now Yoga Charlottesville. It's been super fun to connect with the clients in person again. So if you want to do this activity, the the one thorn, three berries, share yours today over on Instagram and tag me at Let Us Be Lively. So anyway, let's dive straight in to this podcast. Now, if you clicked on this episode, you are here to hear what Will and I are doing to really start our marriage off strong and what we think comprises a healthy relationship. We did a whole episode um, a little while back all about healthy relationships and what we consider the four C's to a healthy relationship. We'll get into those in a little bit, but we really try to take those with us through all seasons of our life because we have been together for nine years. We were together in high school. We figured out the transition to college together, and then college transitioned into post-grad along with um, marriage and starting this whole new chapter for us. So with that being said, we really do always come back to these four C's to really ground our relationship and build off of a steady platform. So right now, we're really trying to hone in on taking all of the wedding advice, marriage advice that we got, and apply the things that we truly love to our marriage. And so I just wanted to go over, I wrote down a bunch of the advice that we'd been given through different people in our lives, through you guys over on Instagram, and I wanted to kind of go through some of that. Um, and kind of pick out which ones Will and I are really focusing on. And so we got when you're facing struggles, don't blame each other. Don't expect your spouse to read your mind. Work together as partners. Don't put your marriage on hold for the sake of your career, hobbies, or other pursuits. Never consider divorce as an option. Communicate clearly and often. Tell your spouse that you're thankful for having him or her in your life. Make time for just the two of you as a couple. Plan some personal space, personal time. Um, Understand that it is okay and normal to disagree. Build trust and learn to forgive. So with kind of thinking about all of that and the different marriage advice that we've gotten, we have been kind of testing out different things in our relationship, given that we have been together so long. It's kind of been fun to look at different things um, and just make sure that we are truly prioritizing the two of us. But one um, of the biggest ways that we're doing this is that we're really leaning into prioritizing the vows that we wrote on our wedding day. We did choose to write our own personal vows. My older brother married us, so we didn't have a traditional um, officiant in the sense that it was traditional advice in um, maybe a biblical sense, but it was so powerful and so unique to us that we are really carrying through with that. And so the vows that we wrote each other 
They had us in tears on the wedding day, but we also wrote them in a little book that we now both keep each individual book on our bedside so that we can turn to it and be reminded of the promises and commitments that we made to each other. And then we're also going to continue to add, since it is a little book, we didn't use the whole book to write our vows, we're going to continue to add to them as life changes because we know that the promises that we made now will evolve over time and we'll need to make new commitments and promises to each other as we enter new phases of our life together. And so this gets right into those four C's that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we continue to this day to prioritize. And those four C's are compassion, communication, commitment, and compromise. Let's just dive into each of these for a little bit. But the first one, compassion, obviously honeymoon bliss right now, but we're showing each other a lot of compassion. We're showing each other love in different ways. You can show your ways in maybe you're really into the love languages, which is five different love languages. I think they are um, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. And everyone kind of gives and also receives love differently. So you can have two separate ones for how you like to be shown love versus how you personally like to give love or show others love. And so I think Will and I have at this point really honed in on what each other appreciates versus what we appreciate ourselves. And so right now, I think I'm really heavily leaning on acts of service because there's just so much going on and settling into our new home and everything. I love it when he does the dishes, when he goes on and like figures out what's for dinner himself or prioritizes like setting up a date night that I don't have to think about that I don't have to be the one to plan because I am the planner in the relationship and so I think those are ways that he is actively showing me love right now and that's our compassion towards each other I think that's a really great one to focus in on if you are in a relationship whether you're in that honeymoon phase of the relationship or not I think leaning back and taking a look at how you are personally showing them love but also how are they showing you love it may be that they're doing things that you don't even recognize right now because you weren't That wasn't what you were expecting to receive. So like if they've been giving you little gifts or maybe they've been leaving you little notes everywhere and you're like, oh, that's cute, but you really had been wanting quality time, that may be something to start addressing with your partner in your relationship. It could be just with a friend to really build on that compassion piece and make sure you that you feel that you are receiving that love from your partner. Communication is a huge one. Will will be the first to tell you that he doesn't necessarily like to talk about his emotions. He likes to, he's really logical in his thinking. He likes things to be a certain way. And sometimes he just doesn't communicate that extra step. Whereas I often will over communicate or just say, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I will just kind of go through the jumble in my head and sometimes make a mess of my words and say things that I don't necessarily 
necessarily, not that I don't mean them, but they just aren't coming out the way that I would love to articulate things. And so we work on kind of finding that balance between making sure that he's voicing his opinions, thoughts, and emotions about our relationship, about things that I'm doing, about things that we're doing together. And then I also work on my communication from the opposite standpoint of making sure that I'm very intentional with what I'm saying and I don't over emotion or word vomit to him when I'm really just tired or hungry or something like that. So actively working on that communication piece. The third C of commitment. Obviously, we just made a huge commitment to each other by saying that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives with each other and getting married. So that is kind of how we have developed our commitment. But you can show commitment in so many ways. In high school, Will gave me a promise ring. So that was a huge commitment piece. But you can also show commitment in your daily life by showing up for them, making them a part of your future plans, showing that they are the one person for you that you love being with all the time. But you can also, sorry, that was totally about a romantic relationship, but this can also be developed for friendships as well. And so showing your commitment to a friendship would mean setting up those future coffee dates or showing that you understand their commitments to school. And so you show up for them when they have school successes like passing an exam, you go out and celebrate with them. And so committing yourself to the relationship there as well. The last one and the one that Will and I think is one of the biggest, well, all four are equally important, but compromise in particular is something that we see a lot of young relationships or relationships that we've seen in the past where it goes wrong is often with this compromise piece. And knowing that you are two separate people with two separate lives going on, and while you do choose to live your life together, it doesn't mean that you can get your way every single time and you're going to agree on every single thing because you are going to disagree. That was one of the pieces of wedding advice that we got at the beginning is to understand that it's okay to disagree agree. And I could not agree more because compromise in our minds and in our relationship looks like me and Will wanting to do separate things or me and Will having separate opinions on things. And one of us may come around to the other. We may choose to disagree on that topic, but we make a compromise there and don't draw a line in the sand. I don't think there should be many things in a relationship that you draw a line in the sand at because things are constantly changing and evolving and your thought and philosophies change throughout life. And so this compromise piece really allows you to grow together rather than to grow apart over the years in a relationship because I guarantee you Will and I are not the same people that we were, and we do not have the same priorities that we did back freshman year of high school. We were 14. Things have drastically changed. I'd argue that we're almost two completely different people from where we were in high school to where we are now post-college, post-grad, and just stepping into our lives as a married couple. And so this compromise piece is something that has allowed us to change and evolve while also still growing stronger and stronger in our relationship and knowing that it won't be my way or the highway kind of vibes has always helped us approach each other with something that we are nervous about or something that we'd love to change in the relationship or grow with. 
we know that each other will be very receptive because we have this base level understanding that we will make compromises for each other. And I think that is a piece that a lot of relationships miss. And so kind of with this, and I think it goes along with this last C, along with a few of the other things that I talked about. But one of my friends, we were drinking one night, we were just going off on one of those like five hour long conversations. And she brought up this piece of advice that she got from a podcast. I don't remember which one. I don't even think she told me which podcast it was. But it was basically the idea that there are three islands in a relationship. You have your own island that is Lauren Island. It has everything and everything that I could want. And it's all about making my life as valuable and lively as possible. So whether that's my career, my health and fitness, my personal family members, it encompasses all of my life on this island. Then there's Will's Island. He has his own island. He is doing his own thing on his island, the island of Will, where he has his own goals, own aspirations, his entire own life over there. They are two separate things, two entities. And then you have this third island that is the island of Lorne and Will's relationship. And on this island, we both come together to work and cultivate a life together. We still have our separate lives. We still have our separate goals, ambitions in life. But we also have this beautiful third island where we get to come together and make sure that it's vibrant and healthy. And we can just cultivate all this happiness and love together on our new family island. And so I think that's also a really powerful perspective when you're thinking of relationships is to remember that the person on the other side of your relationship, if you're wanting something, if you're not feeling love, if you're not feeling or if you're just kind of mad with the relationship, make sure that you realize that there is another person on the other side of that relationship who has their own thoughts, who has their own wishes, their own desires, their own goals and their own life. And it is so special that you two have chosen to do life together, but you also have separate lives. And so knowing that it takes two to keep this third island, this relationship island, healthy and vibrant is powerful because it allows you to work on yourself. It allows you to have your own hobbies and things while also showing you that you can have that powerful relationship. And it does the same for the other person. It gives them some time, some space, while also bringing it back to making time and making the relationship a priority. And so I just thought that was kind of a fun way to think about a relationship because I completely agree that you have those compromises, you need to show compassion, you need to have communication, you need to have commitment, but you also have to realize that you all are two separate people with two different thought processes. I will be the first to tell you, we already talked about it, but Will thinks logically, I think emotionally and creatively. Those are two separate ball games. And so, but that's because we're two separate people and we meld great together because he can handle the logical things that really need an analytical thought. And I can keep things exciting with fun date nights and creative adventures and different aspects in kind of that capacity. 
I think that's kind of fun to think about on two separate islands, but also coming together and having your own relationship island to also kind of grow and adapt in. But that's also, it could not be your cup of tea and that's okay. You don't have to listen to that if that whole visualization doesn't make sense. Anyway, going off of that, so we have the four C's, we have marriage advice that we've gotten from people, but we also wanted to set a really strong foundation and in my opinion, to set a strong foundation, to set anything that you are working towards, you need goals. And so we set goals for our love life. We plan to do this every year, maybe every quarter to help choose areas that we specifically want to work towards in our marriage so that we're both working towards the same thing. So I've read a lot of relationship books, listened to podcasts, and one common thread to relationships is that when you show or when you're showing love in two separate ways, it can often go unnoticed by the other person or in the relationship, which often leads to conflict in a marriage or leaves partners feeling unfulfilled. So I think setting goals between Will and I can really help us be on the same page and make strides in similar areas or ways to show up for each other when we are continually putting in effort to the relationship. The goals that we have set for our marriage just to start are to make sure that we're celebrating our accomplishments with dinner dates and excitement. So sometimes we can we have so much going on. We got married, we moved, we um, he's starting second year of med school. I'm launching a business. We just have all of these things that are so exciting and we want to make sure that we celebrate them because they should be celebrated. And so we can do this by ordering takeout and eating in just like a really chill, casual celebration. Or we did last week, we went on a really fun date night and had just the best time, the two of us, and had really in-depth conversations about the medical field versus holistic health, how they combined. Honestly, we just went deep into a fun conversation and that is one great way to celebrate our accomplishments. So it's whether or not we want to go and share a drink together, have ice cream one night, show each other lots of love and compassion just to celebrate life, to celebrate our lives together. Another goal that we set is to start our marriage off on a strong foundation, to talk big picture goals, support each other's careers, and move through life as a unit. So we made sure that we're collecting all the advice, keeping a log of it. We want to read a relationship book together to kind of discuss it because it's one thing if I tell him something that I learned today, but it's another thing to like both be learning it at the same time. So that's our second goal is to really start our marriage off on a strong foundation, which we've been talking about already today. Our goal number three is to keep dating each other. We want to flirt. We want to send love notes or texts. We want to try new things together, try to impress each other. And so I think this is something that we also got as pieces of advice is never stop dating each other or never stop or don't take your marriage for granted, I guess. Don't always assume that they know you love them. Don't always assume that they're going to be there forever type thing like that. You want to keep showing them that 
they're, we're excited. We're excited to be together. We are going to keep going on dates. We're sending each other little small, meaningful gifts just because we have love notes hidden in places. Really just keep that dating relationship alive is one of our other goals. Goal number four is to volunteer together and play sports together. These are two things that Will and I love to do. He is a huge I am intramural guy at UVA. And so whether it's flag football or three-on-three basketball, I show him that I love him so much because I am not athletic by any standards by going and playing on all of his co-rec teams, which is so much fun because we get to spend quality time together. But it's also doing a fun new activity and then volunteering together. There's lots of volunteer opportunities wherever you are. But one that we really want to do is cook for the homeless and kind of volunteer through means of like a health and wellness attitude towards kind of helping nutrition get to all people in Charlottesville. And so that's taking one of my passions, but doing something that we can do together to also volunteer our time. The last goal to start our marriage off strong is that once a day we will let the person know that they're doing something that you appreciate and always share a goodnight kiss before bed. And so whether it's cooking dinner that night, doing the dishes, calling them from a walk home from school or work or anything like that, just letting them know that you're thankful for something that they're doing just makes you feel so appreciative as well as just being excited to do more for them in the future and so we want to keep up that and let them know or I'm going to let him know what he's doing every day he's going to let me know what I'm doing every day to just make each other feel valued and appreciated So those are our five goals to really start a marriage off strong. Now, if you are still here in this podcast episode, thank you. It has kind of been rambling. I'm still getting back into podcasts, but I want to dive into all of the fun wedding details and a little wedding recap because we did have such a wonderful time. I will definitely be sharing the wedding video once it comes out on Instagram, so definitely be on the lookout for that. But we honestly, you guys, had the most wonderful wedding week I could have dreamed. My mom and I planned this wedding for over a year. We put in so much thought, time, and love into planning this entire thing, and it went off without a hitch. I was not nervous in the slightest. I thought I was going to be a nervous wreck. This is such a big moment of my life. I've been planning my wedding on Pinterest, I think, since fifth grade, maybe middle school, but I have definitely been talking about it for years and years and years. And so I thought I was going to be a nervous wreck with all this buildup in my mind, but it ended up everything went perfectly. I think the only thing that I can think of that we forgot to do that we had planned to do is a bouquet toss at the wedding. And that is something that I completely let go of, not a top priority in the slightest. And so 
We had the best time. We had all of our closest friends and family. It was on June 24th, 2023, and it was downtown Lexington, Kentucky. There's this venue called the Apiary, and it is gorgeous. They have gardens. You get married under a permanent air-conditioned tent that is stunning. It has windows all around it, so you see outside to the greens and the gardens. And then you go inside, and there's this huge reception hall with massive ceilings and and there's trees with candles in them. I had candles and flowers everywhere. The wedding venue itself was picture perfect, and I could not have asked for anything else. But we had everything that week. We had, I'll just start from the beginning. So people started to get in town on Wednesday of our wedding week. Our wedding was on Saturday. And so we had family and friends getting in on Wednesday. On Thursday, the boys went and played golf all morning. They played 18 holes, and he he just had a great time with some of his groomsmen and men in his family. And then while the boys did that, the girls kind of hung out at home. We baked cookies because we had a Pittsburgh cookie table at the wedding. And then we went to Cycle U, which is a local cycle studio in Lexington, and did a bride ride, which was so much fun. We sang our hearts out to all of the music, all of the songs while spinning, getting in a fun little sweat. And so I loved having all of my girls around for that and my one uncle who came. So shout out to Uncle Josh who came with all of the girls to this cycle event, like a little private concert. It was fantastic. And then on Thursday evening, we had a huge welcome party. So all of our friends, all of our family came out to the farm that I live on. And my parents, they just had this huge welcome party. We had barbecue, we had drinks, we played cornhole, and we had this Kentucky tradition that was so much fun. We planted a bottle bourbon a week in advance. So the tradition states that you are supposed to plant a bottle of Kentucky bourbon near or at your wedding site a month before your wedding date so that you have good weather on your wedding day. And so being having an outdoor component to our wedding, I wanted to make sure that we had good weather. So I wanted to partake in this tradition. I also just love traditions, so it was kind of fun. But we, Will said he also wanted to participate in the tradition, but he wasn't going to be there a month in advance. He was still in Charlottesville. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll just switch it to a week in advance. So we plant the bottle of bourbon a week in advance, and the entire forecast changes to rain all week long, literally all week long. It was sunshine until we planted that bottle. We planted the bottle, weather changed. So this is your sign to not mess up traditions. Go with what they say. Anyway, it rained all week long, but then on our wedding day, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. No rain. So we lucked out. And I think the tradition helped us out a little bit. It just needed to green things up a little bit. They had been in a drought in Kentucky, so the rain was needed. It got all green and pretty, and then we had beautiful weather on the wedding day. So I still think it worked. So if you're in Kentucky, the bourbon tradition is a fun one. So on Thursday night, we dug up that bottle, had a drink of bourbon with all of our friends and family, 
And then Friday came, so we went to bed, woke up Friday, day of the rehearsal dinner, day of my bridal brunch. I had all of the important women to me in my lives come out for a brunch on Friday morning, and we did another tradition. This was a New Orleans tradition because my godfather's from New Orleans, but it's called a cake pull, and you have one for each of your bridesmaids or important family members who are unmarried Uh, I think is the tradition. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we did. I think everyone was unmarried. Unclear. Anyway, (laughs) I forget. But basically, you have one pull for each of them, and they pull out one of the strings, and attached to the end of the string that was underneath the cake is this little charm. And when you pull out the charm, the charm has a meaning, and so... There were things like you will go on lots of adventures or the love of your life is around the corner or you will be blessed with many children or you will be the next to marry. Just little fun things. So that was another tradition that we had at our bridal brunch that was so much fun. Then we went to our rehearsal. We did our rehearsal, which was very much needed because my brother, my older brother, Michael, he was the officiant of our wedding, which was beyond special. Oh, my goodness. But... It was really nice to kind of see how he flowed when we were going to be reading our individual vows. And also because we had lots of people, we had lots of bridesmaids, lots of groomsmen. So we needed to get the order down. Where is everyone going to stand? And it really just helped kind of calm my nerves once we got there and figured out what was going on. Then I was like, you know what? We're good to go. It'll all work out. Whatever happens, happens. And so after that, we went over to our rehearsal dinner that Will's parents threw, and it was beautiful. There was a piano player. We had speeches and toasts. My brother's toast made me cry. My younger brother, Ian, he did phenomenal. My family also has a fun tradition of singing toasts on my mom's side. So all of my aunts and uncles and cousins sang us our own special song. They tuned it to the William and Mary school song. I forget what that's called. Uh, Alma mater, maybe. But no, that's not it. I don't know what that's called. Anyway, but it was so fun. They changed the lyrics to be William and Lauren, and it just went off perfectly and was so cute. And so we had lots of toasts and just felt so loved. And it was so fun seeing all of the people slowly trickle in who maybe weren't at the welcome party but got into town on Friday, all the aunts and uncles, and just get to say hi to everyone. Then we went home, went to sleep, got our beauty rest, and woke up and it was wedding day. Hair and makeup started super early. It was my hairstylist that had been doing my hair since I was itty-bitty, and we had this great makeup artist, but we just kind of, with I had nine bridesmaids and my maid of honor, and so with all of us, with the mother of the groom, Christine, and then with my mom and our grandparent or our grandmas, everyone getting ready in one house, it was so much fun. We listened to music. We watched The Little Mermaid with my flower girls, and everyone just kind of went off and got ready at different times. We filmed TikToks. We took photos out at the farm. I did a first look with my dad, and oof, that was the first time I had cried that day was when I gave my bridesmaids and our moms and my dad 
the day of kind of wedding gifts for my bridesmaids. I got them jewelry to go with their dresses for my mom, dad, and Will's parents. We did customized fragrances. So we did fragrances that they love, just great everyday, but also special fragrances. But then we had them engraved. Now, this was super special to me because something that my godfather and dad have always told me growing up is the very best way to form a memory is to take in the smell. Where are you taking a deep breath to really seal it in? Because smell is so insanely tied to our memories where if you like smell something like warm chocolate chip cookies, if you smell that certain smell, it can bring you right back to making those with your grandma as a child or whatever you used to do. And so they've always said that smell has such, such a powerful effect in the memory making process. And so I knew that I wanted to somehow incorporate that into our day of wedding gifts because we are making so many memories that day that having the fragrances engraved, we had their name engraved, the date, and then like mother of the groom engraved on the perfume and the little colognes that I got our dads. And so I gave that to my dad and I turned away and I looked back and he was gone. I was like, where did he go? And he had gone into like their bedroom area. So I went and I found him and he was crying. And then in that moment, like I just melted. It was such a sweet moment. My mom came in. We all had a little moment. Then I went and got my makeup touched up and we went and got ready for the day. And I did my first look with my dad under the big beech tree that we have had since I was a little girl and have had made so many memories underneath. So already the day was kicking off with a bang. Then we went and Will and I had decided to do a first look. We're high school sweethearts and the venue that we chose was just like two blocks away from the high school where we met and fell in love at. And so we wanted to do our first look back at Sayre, our high school. So we went to the front circle where it has this beautiful old school building in the background and had this whole special moment. We read love letters to each other that we wrote on the day and just really soaked in seeing each other for the first time. And honestly, first look was something that was super controversial. Like some people told me, yes, do it. You get to do all of your photos beforehand. It's so nice to see them. And we also had some people say, no, don't you want that special moment where he sees you for the very first time walking down the aisle? And I think that there are pros and cons to both. But if I had to do it all over again, I would absolutely keep the first look because it was such an intimate moment between just the two of us, which I don't think I spent just a moment, the two of us, alone the rest of the day. And so until like we got to the hotel or the castle that we spent the night at for our wedding night. And so it was such a nice intimate moment, just the two of us. We could breathe, but guys, it took my nerves down to zero. Like having him there, he is my person. I know I married the right person because on the wedding day, I was so relaxed and serene and having such a good time because he was there. Like I think I would have built up walking down the aisle or all the moments leading up to it. And I would have been so nervous walking down in a good way. Don't get me wrong. It would have been in a good way. But being able to see him beforehand and laugh at his jokes and listen to what he was saying just made it even more special. So I loved our first look. 
Then our driver took us around, and he took a really weird way to the apiary. I was like, this is not how I would go. And he was like, no, 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 it's because there's a parade going on. We have to go this way. I was like, okay, sure. So he was driving us around, and he stops at the old Kentucky Theater where Spencer, my bonus brother, I like to call him, he had put on the theater, congratulations, Will and Lauren, June 24, 23, And it was so special. We got out and we took photos under the lights. It was so much fun. Such a sweet surprise. I had no idea he was going to do that. And so it was so fun. We then went to the apiary, took photos with all of our bridesmaids and groomsmen, got some individual shots out of the way, and just soaked up the moment before all of our guests started to arrive. When the guests started to arrive, we went down in the wine cellar to hide so that everyone would see me first when we walked down the aisle and we sang music. We danced with my nieces and nephews. We just kind of hung out downstairs, which was a good pause before it all began. And then we went into our ceremony, which was just stunning. It was so fun seeing all of our friends and family together in one place. That's something that I was reading while wedding planning is that this is the only time every single person who is important to you, your family, both sides of your family, all of your friends are together at one place at one time. That will likely never happen again. And that is so cool. And so it was so fun seeing everyone when I walked down the aisle. I was already crying. And it was just so special. We read our vows. My brother gave the best officiant speech ever. We had my godfather do a reading. And then, you guys, the party started. We had cocktail hour where they played Bridgerton songs on a quartet. And then we had a wonderful dinner. Oh, my gosh. The apiary is known for their food, and they blew it out of the park. It was phenomenal. And we danced the night away. I danced for so long. And then we had the sparkler exit to send us off. Will and I had our... um, spent the night at a castle in Kentucky. There's just a random castle in Kentucky. And that's where we spent our wedding night. We woke up the next day and had brunch. Well, I guess back to the wedding night. We had the most incredible wedding night. I kind of gave that to Will to plan. And he did such a good job. There were rose petals everywhere. There were chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne. And the apiary sent us back with all of the food from our wedding so that we could really eat and enjoy everything. And so we had the most magical night. It was the perfect wind down from our wedding. And so we enjoyed that night. But then the next day we got to wake up and go to brunch with all of our family members. And they had a whole buffet of food. They had a hangover station and so fun. So my aunt and uncle and grandfather threw that for us. And it was so nice to see everyone one last time before we headed back to the castle. We had massages. We had dinner, just the two of us. And then Monday morning, we were off to our honeymoon. We went to Antigua to this resort that my grandmother had found. And so it was a really special connection to her since she has passed away to go to one of her favorite spots on earth to have our honeymoon. My parents went there on their honeymoon. My older brother went on his honeymoon and it was mine and Will's time. And we 
we lived it up. We it was all inclusive. We lounged on the beach. We went paddleboarding and snorkeling and played tennis and just relaxed. We relaxed to the fullest and we moved back to Charlottesville after that, moved into our new place and we're really able to start our marriage off on such a good note. So I hope that wasn't too many details for you guys, but that was our wedding. We had the best time. I can't wait to share photos and videos from the day of because from the welcome party to Kentucky and Pittsburgh traditions to my brother being the one to marry us, we were honestly showered with love at every single moment. And so it was such a good time that I will look back on for the rest of my life with just the best, best memories. So Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast episode all about my best marriage advice going forward, how Will and I are starting off our marriage on a strong foundation, and then all of the wedding details for those of you who were dying to know because I got so many people asking me to share details of the wedding. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to show you more all about wellness. Today's was definitely about relationships, but come back, tune in next week for another Wellness Wednesday talking about nutrition, habits, all of the things that we can do to promote the best health and live our liveliest lives. Thanks, guys, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.